Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest-running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of two college athletes. He has a wealth of experience to share. Here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to episode 352 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. This week's episode is part one of a two-part interview with Coach Randy Stang. Randy Stang is the head men's basketball coach at Sterling College, an NAI-level program in Sterling, Kansas. Coach Stang just finished his first year as the head coach at Sterling College. Randy inherited a 2-29 and team from the 21-22 season, and in one year, the Warriors ended up the 22-23 season 17-17 and and 10-12 and in their conference. I'll let Randy guide us through his college basketball playing career and his coaching career and his over 25 years of being a college and high school athletic director. I watched Randy play college basketball when he was a Bear at Southwest Missouri State University. And then I met him as he was a graduate assistant and a part-time coach on the men's basketball coaching staff. You will hear him refer to me as Manage, as I was a student manager for my four years in college at SMS, which is now Missouri State University. I'm going to break down our hour-long interview into two episodes to give you some of Randy's background and some of Randy's experiences and the people he came across and was influenced by. Also, what Sterling College is like and what he looks for from a recruit. Be sure to listen to both this episode and next week's episode. Let's get into part one of the interview with Coach Randy Stang, the head men's basketball coach of the Sterling Warriors. Randy, welcome to the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. Thank you. We're going to jump into some of these questions here and and uh, see if we can get as much information out of you as we possibly can. So tell the Recruit Me families who you are and what your current job is. Well, uh, Randy Stang, and I uh, currently am the head basketball coach at Sterling College in Sterling, Kansas. Appreciate being on. I'm, I think this is a great idea and I appreciate all that you do. Run through your your playing career, your personal playing uh-huh. career, and then your coaching yeah. career, and then you're also also yeah. your uh, athletic director career. Yeah, I went to a small high school here in Kansas, and wound up after playing in high school going to Hutchinson Community College. Played two years there, really played one. I didn't play much my freshman year, but I played uh, on a good team my sophomore year. Fortunately for me, Charlie Spoonhour, he was at Nebraska, and he had come to watch a couple of guys that were being recruited by Nebraska, really by him, uh, watch our team play, almost as fate would have it. Uh, the games that he came to were kind of big games for Hutchinson and marquee games. In every one of those games that he came to, uh, I played maybe my best basketball of really my career, other than what I played when I was there at uh, Missouri State. But, but I, I played as well as I could play. I knew he was there. I knew Spoon was there because our coach would tell the team, Nebraska's here tonight. Charlie Spoonhour is here from Nebraska. Out of that, out of those games that I played so well, I got a scholarship when he got the uh, job at SMS, SMSU, and, and just thrilled to be a part of that. Very, I was very fortunate to play for Spoon, and I, I was fortunate to play not only for Spoon, but we had Brett Iba as a coach, John Hammond, a fantastic coach. Dennis Hill, those guys were all so good at what they what they did, and, and you know just to be a part of that and and to have uh, that kind of coaching was huge for me and really helped my careers. 
after that, I, I had a year left of school, almost a year left, transferring into SMS. I had some hours that didn't transfer, which is normal. I needed that other, that extra time to graduate. That final year for me to graduate, I was I served as the student assistant, and that turned out to be a great move for me because I really got to be in on everything. And from there, I went to K State, and Coach Kruger was a you know new coach there. One of the fun things, Manage, about this, that's as I was reminiscing about this, one of the fun things for me, I coached the JV team at K-State. And while I was coaching the JV team at K-State, Coach Kruger wanted a guy to help me. I was really by myself. Coach introduced me to a guy that, that was going to help me when he could. He didn't help me all every day, but his name was Brian Winter. We went through the whole year, and I really got to know Brian, really liked him. We just, we just kind of hit it off. It never dawned on me uh, who he was until the end of the year when I said, why would Coach, why did you do this? You know, what, what, what was, what's the factor? Well, it turns out he's Tex winner, the famous uh, Chicago Bulls triangle offense. Right. Uh, it was his son. So I got to know Tex, not as well as I did Brian, but I got to know Tex because of Brian. And that turned out to be such a real blessing for me. I wind up after the one year at, uh, at K-State coming back when uh, Brad Iba left, uh, thankfully. And really, John Hammond had a lot to do with that. He and I were in constant contact. And, and so I was able to come back and, and be uh, what they would call at that time, the part-time coach at, uh, at SMS. And, and from there, it was just, it's, you know, it was, for me, it was just a great, a great move and a great opportunity. Dennis Hill went to Pittsburgh State as an assistant coach and Coach Spoonauer uh, moved me up to, to the full-time status. But I was always grateful to Coach Spoon for giving me that chance. When Coach Spoon went to, to St. Louis U, uh, I was able to uh, to go with him, and and he had asked me about that, and I said yes. And uh, really, it was I was there two good years. Uh, the first year was really tough, and the next year we were in the top twenty in the country and playing in front of sellout crowds in St. Louis. That that was a good time. And in October, the Hutch job. Steve McLean was the Hutch coach. And Billy Tubbs hired Steve McLean. He he left this job uh, October the seventh. The Hutch Hutchinson Community College left that October the seventh. I was hired by Hutch on October the twenty first. So I that which no one would do. I, that, that's just I would not recommend that to anybody who wants to get into coaching that's listening to this because I literally went in there and I only knew one guy's name, one kid's name, and I had put a kid in there. I put a player in there from St. Louis uh, for Steve McLean, and he's the only guy I knew. And I had 10 days, I had 10 practices to get ready uh, with a brand new team who I'm learning their names. And we had 10 practices to play. So that was a huge challenge. And I don't recommend that for anybody to do that. The only way I survived that was the fact that I played there and I knew people there and it just, and it was home for me. So I had a little better, uh, a little better understanding of what I, what I was getting into. So I, I survived three years there. The last year that I was there, we were we were in the in the national tournament, and I had a really good team. I had everybody coming back off that team, and in the middle of it, my athletic director had retired in December, and I did not apply for the athletic director's job at all. I knew I was, we were going to be good, and really, the truth of the matter, Brent, I was I was going to get a good job out of that. I was going to get a good good paying job in, in in a top conference and really boost my career. But and I, I share this kind of personal on a personal note. Uh, we had gone five months with our athletic director retiring. I'd never applied for the job. I was out on the golf course with one of our board 
board members who uh, was, I consider him a friend. And he asked me, he's like, why don't you have any interest for the athletic director's job? Or do you have any interest? And I said, no, not really. He's like, well, I just was curious. He said, he said, you know, we, we think you'd be a good one, but you know, it's really up to you. And I told him, I said, let me, let me go home. And two things I told him, I said, one, let me pray about it. And the second thing was, let me talk to my wife about it. And this was really a change in how things work in your life. I, I went home that night to my wife and I said, Hey, played golf with so-and-so and asked me, should, you know, do you not have an interest in this athletic director job? And I said, should I have an interest in it? And this is exactly what she told me. She said, our oldest daughter was six and the next daughter was four and the next daughter was two. And she said, of our three kids, you've coached basketball all these years. You have never been there for a birthday of all of those kids. What we did is we celebrated birthday weeks, not birthday days, because I would miss the birthday. And that, that really almost slapped me right in the face. And I remember thinking that's really a, I would call it a sign. Some people would call it a slap in the face. I, I really called it a sign. And I went back and told him, I said, I really kind of think I have an interest in being in the AD. I got my stuff in and I went through the interview process. Anyway, long story short, I, I wound up uh, getting that job and I hadn't planned on it. So I really had no experience as an AD. I was the AD there for the next uh, really 18 years. Then I went to Springfield, which I loved doing. Had two years of running uh, Bass Pro Tournament of Champions and, and had, uh, I would say, really good experience there. I enjoyed being there and Anyway, long story short, I, I got the opportunity to get back into college, a really good job in, in Kansas City and a job that I knew was a good job. And I was there five years. And basically, uh, I retired from the Kansas public system. And when that happened, Sterling called me and said, we got a job here. Would you consider it? And I said, yes. And back back here, I went in uh, in Johnson County at Johnson County Community College. But But it just was too good to pass up. And I really still had the itch to coach for a lot of reasons. Missouri State, or SMS back then, Southwest yep. Missouri State, had just yep. transferred uh, from Division Two to Division yep. One in about 1981 or so. Yep. And then Coach Spoonhour came in as the second Division One coach. Rumor right. has it that you were his very first and highly <laughs> yeah. prized Division One uh, recruit. I, I, I'm not sure about that. Well, and but then uh, one of other Spoon's big recruit was a JV uh, guard from Ozark. That um... <laughs> That's right. So, so I tell people I'm the winningest manager in Missouri State history. Hey, you know what? I'll say this about you. You could run the offense and guard guys better than most of our guys could tell families why college athletics is an, is an important piece of a student's life. I mean, I, I got a lot from mine and got some great experiences, you know, from somebody else. Tell, tell them what, what kind of benefits you get out of being a college. Well, there's two parts of that. I think that being a college student has its own unique, own uniqueness to it. Being a college student athlete has a different uniqueness to it. And I, I would argue that you probably get as prepared for the real world and what you're going to get into in the real world as you would in anything else that you could do. And I say this to our guys all the time here, just with regard to basketball, but I think in general, in college athletics in general, that athletics is hard and basketball is hard and you have to deal with setbacks and losses and, you know, down times. You've got to be able to cope with that and you've got to be able to fight through that. It takes a certain degree of toughness to be able to survive that and, and learning how to cope with uh, those type of things prepares you for life in a way that that you can't really prepare in other situations 
And I will tell you, you know, being in the, and you've been in this more than I have, you've been in this, but being truly in the business world, it's very competitive and it's very tough. And there are lots of setbacks and losses. And there are a lot of ways to, to be uh, discouraged. And I, I know that just going through the stuff that you go through as an athlete and, and, and those type of things, you, the ability to cope with it and to, and to not let it just bury you or defeat you, it, it's, it's, it's just a valuable thing. And I, I learned from it and how you handle it. I think is really how you handle it the rest of your life. I mean, it's to me that that was that was true. I, I really struggled my first year as a freshman, and I think I learned more from being uh, from that year than I did my senior year, where a lot of things went well for me, and and I had you know a, a really uh, better than I deserved career at Missouri State. But I learned more my freshman year when I was just trying to survive the year, and things weren't going my way. It was it was really tough. We talk about that a lot. Uh, you know, hopefully what Recruit Me does is help kids get a spot on a team and get some athletic scholarship and academic money. But yeah. then we kind of go around and, and we, we talk about, are you ready to sit the bench? Are you ready to not play as much? Yeah. And, yeah. and that is, that's a thing that I learned when, with, when, whenever I was a manager is I would see star players come in and yeah. didn't get to play there for a year or two. That's true. And, and how they, some of them handled it well and some of them, some of them didn't. So, uh, so no, that's, that's a big learning curve there. You know, one of the other benefits that you talked about, you kind of name dropped uh, Tex Winter and then Brett Iba is Henry Iba's grandson. Henry Iba would come to our practices sometime and and yeah, uh, people don't know right. who that is. The uh, the gym at Oklahoma State is named after Henry Iba. Yeah. And then, you know, John Hammond went on to be a yeah. coach uh, for the, yeah. the Pistons and That's assistant right. general manager and general yeah. manager for the uh, the Milwaukee yeah. Bucks and now at, at uh, Orlando. That's right. And, and then Coach Hill was a legendary player at Missouri State yeah, and went on to right. you know coach and uh, the people that you meet not whether it's boosters or coaches or other coaches I mean I met Jerry Tarkanian and Bobby Knight and that's PJ true. Carlissimo and that's right. you know I, I've right. got to be around people that uh, I wouldn't have got to touch that's true Going back to Sterling College, you said yeah. you you went from a two win to a seventeen win. What mm -hmm. were some of the key ways that you went around about your recruiting to get players to come to Sterling there in your first? Year? Well, Sterling College is difficult. It's not like it's not like Missouri State or Hutch or St. Louis U or K State. It's you're going to pay a little bit of money, and when I say a little bit of money, it compared to if you went to K State or Mizzou or Missouri State, if you're going to go live in the dorm and eat. The meal plan it's going to cost you some money and so when you are recruited at this level some schools can give full scholarship by the way sterling is not one of those schools it, it, it's going to cost you a little bit of money so there's a different type of recruiting when you have to have that and i i'm very always well aware of that with the guys that I have on our team some guys though due to uh success in the classroom will get some academic money we don't stack scholarship which is a little bit unusual uh for a college College. Some colleges do stack scholarships. You know what I mean by that. So I'm playing basketball and I'm running track. I'll get a basketball scholarship and a track scholarship. And in some places that evens out to what it would be if it was a basketball, just a basketball scholarship. But Sterling doesn't do that at all. It's it's either you're on the track team or you're on the uh, you're on the uh, basketball team. And with that is also some student have um, qualified for their Pell Grant, and that helps. And if you have a full Pell Grant and an academic scholarship, you're pretty close to full scholarship here. But not everybody has that. So, but for the most part, uh, kids are paying money to come to school here, and so there 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 is a cost. But 
the trade-off is it's a chance to play college basketball. And I don't know that this is a big deal, but, but you know, there's a chance to be, uh, I sell this anyway, to, to, to be coached. I mean, I'm going to coach you and pair you to play. And, and even with all of that, it's still not easy, but, but that's, uh, that gives you that opportunity. And I think right now it's a little bit funny, Manage, because COVID kind of has backed up the recruiting, especially for a high school senior. It's, it's a little bit different now. I think it's going to probably even out not next year, but the year after. So we're really two years away. We're still under the effects of COVID. And what I mean by that is either you're going to make the decision as an institution or as a coach to say, we're going to recruit high school kids and they're available, or we're going to recruit JUCO kids and they're available. And, and I think as you see this moving forward, they will start to balance out. Uh, the, the other factor in this, in terms of recruiting at our level, is the portal. And, and guys get in the portal and don't get what they want. And that doesn't really affect us much, but there are instances and there are teams in our league that are that are using the portal and, and have, uh, have the ability to get those guys. So Really, next year is going to be another COVID kind of bump. And, and then I think the following year, it'll be a little less. And then two years from now, it probably won't be a factor at all. So uh, while we're talking about Sterling, uh, you know, where is it? What level of play uh, yeah. are you at and, and what conference are you? Yeah, this is great. We're in the NAIA. The NAIA level is where son, my youngest son plays baseball yeah. in the NAIA level. So we talk sure. about that a lot on our on our podcast. And it's, right. a, you know, no matter what sport there are, there's great, uh, great teams and great players in the NAIA level. And a lot of people... Yeah look down their nose at it a little bit. And, and it, it's, if you're getting to play a college sport, you're getting to play a college sport, no matter what level it is. Not only that, I, I think there's also great coaching and, and, and especially in this conference. I mean, it's top to bottom. It's, it's uh, the coaching here is just, just unreal. I, I uh, have the utmost respect for the, the teams in our league and the job that the coaches do. It's just been, it's been very difficult really for, for, uh, for us. And I think continues to be difficult because they're all good coaches and they got good players and it's a real competitive college level i mean i i can tell you that that was part one of a two-part interview with coach randy stang the head men's basketball coach at sterling college in sterling kansas i wanted randy to introduce himself and he gives you a bunch of great information about his past and he points out the many opportunities that a college student athlete can have I think a family and a high school student athlete should hear what other positives playing a sport in college can produce besides just the playing experience and the educational experience. Thank you for listening today and join me next Tuesday for part two of this interview with a college basketball coach. Don't forget to visit recruit-me.com and sign up for the free recruiting power pack and also listen to all the past episodes of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast.